After two brilliant performances against the Boston Celtics and the Sacramento Kings, Utah Jazz remind us how small their margin of error is, and they allowed it to get them tonight in a loss to the Blazers. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Portland Trail Blazers. It is postcast. The Blazers had lost six straight. The Jazz had won two big ones in a row. And your thought coming in is, well, maybe Portland doesn't want to win anymore. Players always want to win. People never seem to remember that. And the Jazz should get them without Jeremy Grant, without Anthony Simons. They lost six in a row. But the Jazz didn't have the juice tonight. And maybe not that surprising. I think we're surprised by it. But it, with now, after seeing it, like, well, why? Well, for the Jazz to win basketball games right now with the roster that they have takes an incredible effort. A marvelous performance. Multiple people. Multiple people. Amazing levels of juice. And I think they just were on empty. And we saw it early. They jumped out. But they fell fairly quickly in this one. And, you know, did not ever. They got it. They got it tied. They were down by 15. They got it tied at like 94 and then fell right back behind down by 11. So really surprising. Very surprising, considering the way they had played the previous two ball games, uh, giving themselves a chance to win in this basketball game. And I, I thought in the third quarter maybe they had, they had found some some juice and and you know and, and an effort in order to you know to weather the storm and, and end up winning the basketball game. But after I think it was done that missed the free throw uh, that could have put them ahead, and then all of a sudden uh, they never threatened again. Jazz. So if we go back to the first quarter, Jazz outscored the Blazers 34 to 29. So it's kind of a funny thing. Oh, well, they didn't have any energy. You know, they, they came out. They were okay. They hit a lot of shots early. In fact, I even said to you at the end of the first quarter round, I said, ooh, we should be ahead by a lot more. Mm-hmm. We were 6 of 11, 6 of 12 from three on hitting 12 of our 21 shots as threes. We had, we had done a lot of things right. And I was like, oh, we're only up by five. And then the second quarter, they really blitzed the Jazz. 39 points. They ended up scoring 60 eight points by in the first half of the game and they lead it 39 to 22 or the Blazers went and that's when the zone defense began to fall apart what did they do against the Jazz zone they looked well prepared for it tonight. well they were well prepared because they were able to like uh let just say what the uh, the Kings did start dribbling the basketball into the paint and and making Marketing and Kelly Olenek um, um, uh, uh, and even Kessler stay pretty close to the basket. Now they're kicking it out uh, and and getting those type of shots that they wanted. So it, it's the defense just wasn't as strong as it as it was in those other two ball games. And, and you, you, I think, David, you expect that, though. You, you have two wonderful basketball games with, with, with a defense that you had put in and, and then so the the Portland Trailblazers just came in prepared for it. And so it wasn't like the offense wasn't clicking. I mean, the first quarter and the first half anyway, they end up scoring, what, uh, 56 points, you know, which is respectable. But defense just wasn't there. 124 offensive rating for Portland in the first half tonight, which is super high. Um, what did they do to that zone? What, how were they prepared? What did they do? Well, it, a 1-3-1. One, one. And, and once you make the, a pass to the wing, so the 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 Jazz were using the middle guy to come out and double. And they were trying to double Leonard. 
so it means that the middle is open. So they, they slash a guy in the middle from the weak side, bam, get him the basketball, now he has options, which, which is the smart way to do it, especially the way the Jazz were using, you know, Kelly, uh, I mean Kessler, that he's not protecting the rim and can't get there as well. So, I mean, it's a smart play, and then you had Lillard, you know, from time to time breaking the defense down. Then you have guys that that uh, sharp who's starting to knock knock down some threes in that ball game. Let me see. Well, Lillard was still a sharp. Yeah, he was four for seven. He was that's the one big that, yeah, for him. Right, I mean, right. that's that's not usually a number that he goes and gets. And that was the Jazz game plan a little bit. Ron was this idea that they were, you know, Alex Jensen said to us, let's make other guys Nurkic make decisions, make other guys make plays, and. They did it, and they answered the bell on that. And Dame played along. Dame was a willing passer early in the game, had 12 assists tonight. Yeah, and you can see that they, for the most part, David, look at the starters. The starters played over 31, 32, oh, yeah, 34, 30. They played a lot of minutes tonight. And and even the Jazz starters played a lot of minutes tonight there as well. So, But the the starters, the players for the <laughs> for the Trailblazers, probably more talented than what the Jazz able to put out there on the floor. Lowry Markkinen tonight was brilliant. He had 40 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. I think the most concerning thing is that he was throughout the night dealing with something on his left wrist that was causing him problems. Yeah, and, and hopefully it's something that he can live with and play with because that wrist is not going to heal that fast. You, you, what do we have, 10 ball games left? Yeah. And it, maybe it's something he can play through and, and still you know, be at the top of his game with. But, you know, anytime you have a wrist injury, you know, playing golf sometimes, you get those wrist injuries and they're, they're the whole golf season. So, and with him falling on it and, you know, there are many other times that he might fall on it during the course of the, for the rest of the year. It's one of those things that once you have it, you, it's, it's like that splinter you have, on, like you're suddenly hit it everywhere, yeah. right? Like yeah. he did seem to fall on it three or four different times tonight. He was brilliant though, 40 points, third time this year he's had 40. Yeah, 23 shots. You love That's to see so guys when they, when they only take 23 shots in a ball game and, and you know, score that, that that many points. I mean, that's really where he is so special. And a lot of the reason why we're so much better than anyone realized is that efficiency. Yeah. When you get 40 points out of 23 shots, yeah. you're going to be in almost every game just by that advantage alone. A exactly. And and that's what's, you know, you, you see a guy that, that not just a jump shooter anymore. Now he's getting to the point where he's driving to the basket. And, and and a couple of his buckets that I thought he was trapped down there, and he just rises up and just shoots a little floater right over the, the fingertips of, of players. And, and he's really, really, I think, I don't know if he watches film, watching himself, but he has gotten so much better in so many different areas all season long. That, and that's probably the reason that 23 shots is, is and, and getting 40 points is remarkable. Well, the Jazz did not get a lot else. Kelly Olynyk ends up with a double-double, but he didn't get going till late. Walker was feckless tonight. Ochai Abaji really didn't have much of an impact on tonight's game. I mean, I really, when you collectively have that many guys that are just off, Taylor Horton Tucker was off, I do think it stems to the effort you're asking out of these guys on each night right now to be able to win a basketball game is so high that at some point, you're coming up empty on that. And coming tonight up, was the night you're coming up empty. Coming up empty. The Jazz only attempted 82 shots. They've been averaging about 85, 86. Portland Trailblazers get up 93 shots, and they go to the free throw line 30 times. Now, the Jazz went to the free throw line 36 times, which is quite a bit. But uh, 
the, throw, the Blazers getting up 93 shots. That's a lot. So the Jazz fall tonight. The final score in this one is 127-115. The interesting thing to be will be whether how much zone we see. They played 30 possessions zone against Miami. They played 50 in Sacramento. If you actually looked at the final numbers against Sacramento, it wasn't that effective, actually. There was about a 1.12 points per possession in the zone against Sacramento in the half court, which is not great. It's pretty good against um, against the Sacramento Kings who are so good in the half court. I'm going to guess it was worse than that tonight, and it'll be interesting to see. I, I suspect we'll keep seeing the zone because so much of the things we're doing as a franchise right now are about trying to figure things out for the future and figure you know use these as, as, as important data cases to strengthen what we're doing in the future in the zone, learning the zone and, and tweaking the zone and fixing the zone. I think, you know, Ochai Abaji talked to us in the media that they, they're tweaking little things to try to, you know, figure out where the gaps are. Well, there were a lot of gaps tonight. Yeah. It, there's a few ways to, to, to play that 1-3-1. One, one. And, and I think we've had some conversations with, with, um, with Holly. You know, she, she, she knows basketball. And, and well, she sees a lot of zone because she has to watch a lot of college. And <laughs> exactly. I mean, has to. And we had, I was, we were discussing with her that you know back when we played and, and played a lot of zone, we didn't have a big man around the, at the basket. That trailer guy was usually someone quick and quick enough mm. that where he can get across the lane and that kind of stuff. But they'd have the bigger guys out front with the wingspans that keep you from uh, just slicing and dicing, as your boy Walt Frazier would say, pushing and you know getting passes there in, in the paint. Whereas the Jazz were using a bigger guy. And sometimes that rotation is a little slower getting out there. So there's a few ways to do it. I'm sure the Jazz are experimenting with it. And hopefully, you know, they can get, get better at it. So we have two stars to give tonight. We're going to give an unusual star. Ron doesn't know this yet. I'm going to catch him off guard here. So one of our stars is Lowry Marketing. Yes. Our other doubt. star tonight is something we meant to get to in the broadcast, but we did not get to. I don't know why. I think the game just slipped away at the end. Willis Reed, Ron, yes. passed away. Can you take a moment? You knew Willis and, and what he meant to the league and, and who he was as a knew person. Willis very, very well. Played against him. You know, while he was playing for the New York Knicks, a guy, country boys, he used to say, out of Louisiana. And just, boy, just a soft-spoken, very uh, smart guy. Was the general manager of the New Jersey Nets at, at one time. Uh, uh, knew him and his wife, as a matter of fact, when he coached the uh, Creighton Blue Jays, uh, he called me up and wanted me to work with his guards, so I went up and worked with his guards up there at, at, the, uh, at, at the University of Creighton for, for a little bit. Really got to know him very, very well, and, and I'll tell you what, he was probably one of the nicest guys mm. you'll ever, ever meet. He said, I'm just a country boy. I'm just a country boy. That's, you, say <laughs> that, you say that quite a bit, but uh, you know, he, he will be missed, I think, in the NBA. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate that. You have such great insight and know all these guys, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. We've lost some good ones. Paul Silas along with, um, you know, uh, there's, been, there's, been a run, there's been a run this year that's not great. There's so. been quite a few. And, and, and you didn't, Felton Spencer. Yeah, Felton Spencer. You didn't get a chance to um, uh, make it to the Legends Brunch. Um, but uh, Thurl Bailey did a little solo as they – would flash some of the people that we've lost um, this year that was associated with the NBA. And it was, David, it was quite a few. Yeah. Including one official. Mm. Yes. Uh, That is the wrap-up for tonight. Jazz fall to the Portland Trailblazers, 127-115. And they lose to the Portland Trailblazers. We'll be back here Friday to watch the NBA's best, I think. 
I don't think there's any doubt right now we're seeing the NBA's best on Friday. If you have not gotten tickets, go get them to see Giannis in person. Giannis played 24 minutes tonight. He had 31 points and like 14 rebounds. And yeah. Something stupid. I don't think that's right, actually. But it was something ridiculous tonight uh, for Giannis. Jazz fall out of the Giannis tonight in 24 minutes. Had 31 points and 14 rebounds. Okay. I knew I was right, but it sounded so stupid that it didn't seem it was possible. <laughs> He's that good. That wraps us up. Have a great one tonight. See you.